To another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and with me, as always, are Dan. We went oh, intro list and we're way deeper. <laughs> I'm, I'm Wood. Yeah, he really is. Who are you, Mike? I'm. I think I'm Mike, <laughs> and I'm Steve. I think honestly, it was like some weird stomach cramps. Like <laughs> that was a ridiculous intro. That might be our worst. <laughs> no, it's not our. We've had worse. Have we? We've had worse. Okay. We sure. just. This is just hobbying in Canada going deep. Um, mm, not sure how I feel with that. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Well, we, <laughs> we've gone NPR, we've gone classic, it's, we can just go a little bit deeper. We, I don't think we've really ever gone NPR. We did like, an NPR one once. No, not seriously. You had an NPR outro. I think... It, I feel like I might have had an NPR intro at one point. Oh, maybe. But we've only done a few... A hundred of these? A bit. 108 or something. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I remember episode one or two. Yeah. Okay, so guys, what, uh... <laughs> Can't handle this. <laughs> What's this week in hobby? Uh, it's a segment that we do on the podcast, usually first. What the fuck did you work on this week? <laughs> oh, that, nothing. <laughs> I thought you meant like the definition of the thing. No, I, so, didn't. I obviously did not. It's the holiday season, so things have been a little bit busier for uh, I think some of us. So my hobby's been a little bit slower than usual. But I got some work done on Amelin Shadow Guide, whatever the hell her name is, the, one of the Blackstone Fortress characters. Oh yes, oh, okay, yeah. um, Blackstone Fortress or Fortress Eldar model. Yes, correct. Uh, I got her probably like. 80% done, a little bit more work to do on uh, some of just the details side of things, and then I also uh, got work done on the Spindle Drones, and a little bit of work done on the Shining Spheres, but nothing really crazy to report. Let's go to Ward. <laughs> yeah, come on, I'll show you up if I do it the other way. Oh yeah, on. that's true. This way you can maybe feel good about any progress you've had before sure. we go on to Michael. Well, I was in Peru for quite a while, so now that I'm back, uh, I've worked a little bit more on Titanicus uh, with the Knights. They are almost completely uh, built now, so I can finish uh, finish that off, prime them, and uh, get some colors on them, which I know pretty much 90% what I want to do with them, which is half the battle uh, for me lately. Uh, so you're ninety percent of fifty percent done. So you're forty five percent done. I'm, I'm nine. <laughs> building. I'm ninety percent, and I'm ninety percent sure of the color scheme that I want to paint on them. That's which, too much math. Which, which <laughs> no paint has actually been applied to them yet. <laughs> shocker! So, shocker! Didn't see that one coming. Secret of the century. <laughs> hey, uh, hey Ward, what's the next tournament you're playing in? Uh, the LVO. Is it an Adeptus Titanicus tournament? No. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a sick burn, <laughs> <laughs> Uh But then I've also uh, been looking at the Imperial Knights book, and uh, I've played a 40k game with Steve uh, last week. That is actually kind of a shocker. So We're going to play another one tonight? We're going to play another one tonight after you guys get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wow. we got to hurry this podcast up. And mm-hmm. that's uh, that's been pretty much it for me. I've just been playing catch up with the life. 
Cool. Yeah, Peru. We'll Life do that too. Yeah. All right, Mike. What's your orc, your orc update? My orc update. Well, I finished the Bernabusa. Okay. That was a lot of fun to do. Uh, the other one is half done. Uh, I got some Blackstone Fortress stuff almost done. Painted or built or what? It's all built. Nice. It's and for painted, it's um, I don't know what they called. They're the guys with the electro sticks. The Negavolt cultists. There. Negavolt. Okay, they are ninety percent done, and then, then three characters are half done, which are the uh, what is it? The guy with the flamer, Pius Vorn. The rogue or the trader. Guy. That's a girl. Which one? It's which girl. one? Flamer. It's a girl. Pius Vorn. Then it's uh, the rogue trader, Janice Drake, and the navigator, uh, Esper Lacarno. There we go. Boom. They do have some sweet names. And I'm around. halfway through the bikes too. I got everything's coming at the same time. So the orc bikes. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. no bikes in Black Fortress. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Get the hell out. You know what? I'm actually pretty similar to you because I have not done any completed models. I, I did one. Yeah. I said similar, not exactly the same, Michael. But I did... I uh, cannot handle your voice. You're going to have to deal with this. No, Steve. Oh you're going to have to deal with this. Fuck. I've got my... Somebody load me up with another beer. Uh, the Death Killer War Trike has... Probably over there. No, but honestly, I got a little bit more work... I got a little bit more work done on the Death Killer War Trike, a little bit more work done on the... You may as well just grab me one of those while you're over there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Um, I got some more work done on the Big Mech with the Shock Attack Gun. Got a little bit more work done on my Shock Jump Dragsta, so that one's getting nearer to completion. Which is, I wouldn't, we're not going to talk about the games or that side of things, but that model, the way it plays, is my favorite model in the Orc Army. Ooh, I don't know if I could actually ever make that claim. I would love the way that it operates. It's fun. It's a smooth operator. It's, it's not a game-winning model. Just the fact that orcs have some sort of like weird outridery kind of long-range support vehicle is super cool. And it is also really nice when you roll nothing but sixes to hit. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that, that was fun. Sixes, free shot. Oh, also sixes. Second weapon, all sixes for more shots. Also, all sixes. Yeah, I think that's a max damage output you can do on that particular model. But anyways, it was pretty great. It's hard to do better than hitting with every single shot. Yeah. And getting free shots that also hit with every single shot. And wounded with everything. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Tailless. <laughs> uh, no, and then I've I've started working on the bases for the the rest of the infantry. Nice. So, because that's actually going to be a surprising amount of work for my army. Because I'm assuming you're doing all the bases separate, and then you're just going to glue models on top. Yeah. And then go. Yeah. Are they all going to have the kill team terrain um, ruins and stuff? It's not all going to be the kill team terrain ruins, but I basically have gone through my bits box. I got some stuff off Steve. And I'm just basically creating a bunch of, like, piles of scrap. So going full on Luda. Yeah. Yep. Because the Death Skulls. Because I have a whole bunch of Admech stuff left over, which works really there well. There was some Admech, there was some Dark Eldar, there was some of the Custodes. Yep. Um, combine that with all of my, like, Chaos and uh, Imperial crap that I have that I'm yeah, never going to use. off a few Custodes players if you have, like, an orc boy standing on a shield, like a Custode shield. Like oh, dude. Like a priceless relic of the Imperium. No, there's going to be some, like, of the icons and shit that's just in the rubble piles. Yeah, that's good. Like, it's going to be great. Super important things from the throne of Terra, just in a junk pile. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even being used. Like, it's yeah. just, they're just wandering around. Like, it's not, yeah, like that. there's not enough DACA. Yeah. <laughs> Those shields don't have DACA. They don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, shut up and take my money, boys. Let's get this thing going. Okay, mine's real easy. Uh, Vigilus and chapter approved. It's kind of boring, but uh, I'm actually super more excited about this chapter approved than the previous one. Um, because it wasn't until like the last month or so where I started playing some of the missions out of the old chapter approved. They were good. 
mm -hmm. better than before. But this particular chapter proved, on top of all the match play updates and all the points changes and crap that they're doing there, uh, it looks like they're actually putting together some scenarios that aren't the typical GW bad scenarios, you know, like one victory condition kind of thing and, and really one-dimensional. And the variable turn-by-turn turn Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It looks a little bit more like they designed it in mind for match play. So and these are the match play scenarios yeah. specifically, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, Vigilus, uh, I'm also super excited for because uh, they're throwing in a bunch of Eldar formations, specifically a Windrider formation, which... I have a few jet bikes kick around, so that's cool. Yeah, you may or may not have a Sam Han army. And I also have a Wraith host that's painted Sam Han, but let's not worry about that. So there's there's some cool shit there. Uh, that maybe I will not be playing Yanari and playing like a, a pure craft rules list. I like the idea <gasps> of them bringing out stuff to make, you know, not the most overpowered factions, just bring them up a little bit, give them a few things here and there. And I really like how they're doing it. Like, And we'll get into more detail in our next podcast, because then we'll actually have the books in our hands. But just yeah. how they're talking about using command points to buy keywords and other things like that. Or yeah, I, exactly what the mechanic is, where it doesn't seem like it was in The formation where you just got free shit. Yeah. Free shit. Uh, no, I agree. But I, I think the other thing that's kind of... like. The fact that you can have multiple Warlord traits through the army, and they, they also haven't... Uh, so that's kind of good, because a lot of the Warlord traits, like if you could take two or three of those in some of the other lists, like like that's the reason why Imperial Knights are good, it's because you can yep. take two or three. Um, so I think that's a really cool thing. But then also, Vigilus is only really focusing on factions that, in my mind, kind of need the help aside from Orcs. There's some Orc formations. There's a lot. Actually, I think there might be more Orc formations than yeah, anything else a lot. in there. Uh, I mean, the Orcs are like the main yeah. bad guy other than the Gene Stealer cults, but... What do you mean bad guy? We're the heroes to you. No, we just like to crump. Yeah, okay. so they're the, they're the main antagonist on Vigilus. If you're the antagonist. But the thing that's, that's <laughs> interesting, so they're giving orcs formations and they're giving all the stuff that's there in terms of like the fluff formations, so I, I don't, I'm a little bit worried like Imperial Knights are going to get those in the next campaign book and that kind of stuff. Things that really don't need the formations. Yeah, but it's cool and I, I think, we'll, and again, we'll talk more detail. Yeah. If nothing else, so I was a little bit, this will be the, one of the first campaign books I've bought since Fall of Cadia. City fight? Holy shit. Yeah. You didn't get any of the, the like, end God, times of 40K? Like, fifth ed? Fourth ed? The last one I bought was in fourth ed. Um, Armageddon. Really? The la Yeah, the last of these, like, extra books was in fourth ed for 40K anyways. And I'm looking at this, and it actually has a lot of really cool shit in it again. Mm. It's really reminiscent to me of the third ed books. Where you know what they're they're gonna have index of starties starting in uh, white dwarf, like that's a thing that was third ed and fourth ed that made space marines cool. Yeah, right? like they're going so, back to what works. It sounds really interesting. So obviously, I'm just gonna say mine are the exact same um, with one addition. Hmm. Oh, the, oh yeah, the case, yeah, the kill team case that I lamented not being able to get because I didn't buy it day one and it was sold out everywhere. They're re-releasing that exact case. Not in the same cool there, colors, there's, though. There's a Shadespire one, too, as well. No, but the Shadespire one's different, because yeah, the Shadespire no, one is bigger. And it has and cards has, and hex slots. Yeah, like a bunch of extra wasted shit for... It's really only usable for Shadespire. For Shadespire. Gotcha. But this one is just smaller, and has spots for about 20 dudes. Yeah, that's cool. Which I like those be. cases. I do like the colors for the kill team the most. And I just that loaded up cool. the website, and there's no sold out but, or icon on it yet. No, they might have learned their lesson in its you pre -order normal one? stock. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get all through Roy anyway, so it's just like, I sent him a message to the first two, and I will say, Games Workshop, you kind of fucked up, because the case was not listed on the pre-order thing on the community page. Hmm. 
it wasn't until I got went to the pre-orders on their website that I even fucking saw it. Yeah, maybe it's just a regular thing now, like Microsoft. Well, I'm gonna up one up you, and I'm gonna get the book. Yeah. The other book. Yeah. The case. Yeah. And then probably some Helvarens. Oh, good. Ooh. See, I want you to paint up one Helvaren because then you can make the list that I want to run, where there's three Helvarens and three knights. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's beside the point. I don't know. The assassins are pretty awesome. Yeah, but they went down in points, and you can still fit that in because you just lose the missile hats, and you get more shooting. Ooh. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just do it. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Take all the things. Paint one of the things. Yeah. So, so you're saying, okay, yeah, we'll talk later. Yeah, you lose the one uh, episode talk later. seventy points, and then you lose the two missile hats, and you're good. Hmm. Hmm. Boom. Checks out. Interesting. People are looking at me. Or Mike, I don't care, one of the two. Well, I should probably go last, because it's kind of a big deal. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, but... Liar! The eight model starter sets did not ship. I'm going to do the I book, yeah. the book, yeah. and Wrath and Rapture. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah! The Sineshi harp player is yeah. fucking crazy. That's the only model in that set I like, you but it's really hounds. nice. The hounds are awesome. The hounds are pretty cool. I have, I have a question for you guys. Well, I'm with Mike on this one. Did you expect them to go back to full-on boobs on the models? Uh, no. Actually, was quite shocked about Slanesh being that not PG. That booby. Yeah. I thought that that was... I, I was kind of on the same page of, like, everybody's thinking Slanesh is going to... Because they're gone in AOS or yeah. whatever, right? The Great Horn Rat has taken their spot. I totally thought they were going to retcon Slanesh out of things. No, they're just uh, trapped in a little sub-realm and sucking souls out of him. That's all. That's where the new elf yeah, races come from. There. They're trying to siphon yeah. back the souls. Yeah, I, I know it. Like I was kind of expecting them to kill it off because of the imagery. Yeah, that was but, that was speculation for sure. There were a lot of people the thinking game. the same. But it's pretty cool. I'm glad that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the models Who's are next. next. It's quiet. Is there anything else? No, no, that's it. I, I, it's like big list, dude. D- yeah. <laughs> that's like and, uh, 350 fair, bucks worth of stuff. Over the last four months, I've, I, I'm getting close to two grand here. I, I, I can't really do anymore. <laughs> that's fair. That was like Titanic is alone. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then the orcs had to come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a dodge bullet. Yeah. Yeah, well, Tom sort of stole the thunder a little bit where the Battletech 8 model starter set, because Battletech uh, is not coming out before Christmas, but the tiny little, like, $20 two models in the box and, like, the pamphlet rules, apparently that's supposed to be out, like, immediately, so. Interesting. Yay, Battletech, where they put, the funny thing is, that's, um, so there's the 8 model starter set, then there's this 2 model set. And the model out of all of them that I like the least is the one that's repeated in both sets. Yeah, well, what mag is it? Uh, the Wolverine. Uh, what's that one? It's a fifty-five it's, ton medium. That it's is it the, the, is it the actual wolf? loadout is it's fine. It's not a Mad Cat, no. Mad Cat, whatever the hell they are. No, it's no, not it as cool not. as that. Because no, so. I was going to say I take that off your hands. I'd be surprised <laughs> if that model hits the starter sets. To be honest with you, clan stuff is not in the starter sets. No. Oh, was that a clan mech? Yes. Oh, it's only Mech. How do you not know that? I don't know anything about Battletech. Other than Mad Cats. <laughs> That's all I care about. It was the best Mech. Can you name another Mech? The Rifleman. Correct. correct. You are not wrong. Can you do another one? Uh, no, but there's the Frogs with the Little Suits. Dude, it's easy. <laughs> there were, there were <laughs> the Warhammer. 
The Warhammer? Oh, I do know the Warhammer, actually. I do know that. Yep. Wasn't there an Axeman was one of them? Yeah. Sure yeah. is. Yeah. Hatchet Man. That's another There's one. There's both. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Axeman yeah, is bigger than the Hatchet Man. That's surprise, it. surprise. Because axes are bigger than hatchets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to just throw you guys a bit of a curveball right now. Because we were kind of talking for the podcast about doing, um, like, hobby for the holidays as, like, a, yeah. a, a way to... Maybe talk about things you can gift or talk about gifting. But I feel like we need to zazz that a little bit more. So how do you guys feel about hobby, holiday, hot takes? Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know if I have any hot takes. I'm so lukewarm about hobby stuff for the holidays. Yeah. Like Okay, so here, here's my hot take. Yeah. Hobby stuff for the holidays, not a good plan. That's a good hot take. Because... All of if anybody here would actually like wait for some, if something comes out a week before Christmas, would you wait for it? No, we're all horrible addicts. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I get impulse you. control is not our strong. Like if I was like, oh, you know, I'd really like for Christmas chapter approved. Not gonna happen. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I, ha- I literally have to wait nine days. Unless you want two chapter approves, and then you could do it. Yeah, like, there's no impulse control. So the the only thing that I would like recommend is like maybe hobby supplies. Like go get them like spray paint. <laughs> You're always gonna need that. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's about all I got. Uh, yeah, hobby stuff for for Christmas, gift cards or yeah. And there's there's also that thing where a lot of hobbyists and gamers are so incredibly specific on what they want. Yeah, that stuff like gift cards are way safer because yeah. Yeah, like if you just buy like a random tactical squad box or whatever. Fuck, if somebody wanted no to buy a bunch it. of orcs or chaos marines, I'd be like, thanks. But I have to go burn these. Like I was, I was in a store the other day, and yeah, I was listening to the staff trying to like talk to the parents that obviously have no idea what the hell they're looking at. Yeah, and they were like, "It's all the fucking same. Just pick one." Like Adeptus of Stardust, Astro Militarum, it's all the same shit. Just buy that one. And the staff was just like, "Actually, those are completely separate." Like just trying to get through that conversation where the parents. Oh, I had, I had it sounded painful. So here's a hot a take: times. Games Workshop has made the holidays harder. By renaming all this shit into random <laughs> bullshit. Maybe. But yeah. they also made it easier because you can go in and give them a list like for weddings where you want this, this, yeah, and they this. Yeah, they have the wish list. They have the wish yeah, list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they made it harder. So here's, here's and the question. Then I get them in easier again. So do you, do you use the wish list? No, because I'm too, <laughs> I, I'm too impulse. If I want it, I'm buying it right now, or I don't want it. I used the wish list this year for the first time ever. Actually, because Sam was just like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, "Uh, okay. So what work models do I not have yet? And I'm just gonna <laughs> type it up, email it to her. We'll see. But one of my favorite things about it is when you ask for like models for Christmas. It is. Invariably, if you give a list of like three or four models to give a bit of a surprise, you're never going to get the one you really want the most. Yeah, I know. It's just it's just a shopping list for delayed things that I would have bought a week earlier. Like it, it yeah. Anyways, it's, <laughs> I think Christmas is dumb for that sort of stuff. Like yeah. I, I usually try not to buy very much in December if I can help it. Hobby stuff is usually the exception. Because, again, instant gratification and yeah. something new came out, I want it, that sort of thing. Even though I might not touch it for a few weeks, I still... Need, that doesn't sound like you. I still need to have it. Yeah. Um, so I feel that when it comes to, like, hobby stuff, I could only really use gift cards. Um, yep, yep. Because Agreed. there's going to be stuff in January that I want as well, so... Yeah. Or 
Again, you go with the basics that you're always going to need. Like Steve said, like primer is pretty safe. Although at the same time, getting like a can of primer under the <laughs> it's like it's socks. Stocking, you know, it's uh, practical. It's a stocking but yeah. <laughs> I got primer in a stocking one year. So, dude, so it's the the double XL can of primer is is getting pricey for a stocking stuffer. I haven't even seen one in. I haven't seen in a store yeah. in forever. Are they back out? No, I, I have no they, idea. I thought but, they discontinued. Uh, they were they were what over thirty bucks. I think bucks? they were thirty dollars instead of yeah. like two cans for 20 each yeah and they're just saying it's not cheap for a stocking stuffer in a lot of cases you know what paint handles you can never have enough paint handles oh paint handles okay that's fair i can see that we're all struggling to find like recommend good (laughs) gifts because it's because they suck gamers are terrible no it's because we're doing the hot take we buy it when we want it and it has to be right now gamers are fucking impulsive and way too specific with what they want i agree you know what actually i would say would be um a solid uh, gift tournament tickets. If you if you had um, if you knew a particular person was going to go to a tournament or something like that, get them those tickets. That's even tough too, just because of like how fast LVO sells out and everything. They're yep. going to be on it typically before you could buy them a present for that. Or give them their give them their entrance fee. Like say, hey, you know what, our Christmas present to you is it's a hundred bucks for the LVO tickets. Yeah, I think that's I mean, not bad. I mean, our, you know, our spouses could say, hey, I know that you're going to this again yeah. <laughs> together. Here, we paid for whatever. But even parents, too, right? Like, I don't think my parents are going to do that by any stretch, but, uh, like... Yeah, go to Vegas to play with toy soldiers. <laughs> yeah. well, my parents would be fine with that. That's not a, hasn't stopped them from funding the hobby in the past. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's actually not a bad one. It's it's, it's a little bit. Thing about the holidays is I I really try and stay away from like just super material gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like getting a, another Talos for Christmas is to me kind of material, like not as heartfelt. It's something that I want, but not really doesn't mean a lot from that person. Here you go, Steve. I have a solution for you. Huh. Stick to demons, then they're immaterial. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think we need to end the podcast on that note. I really like that. That's excellent. Um, well, no, but like a, a tournament ticket is like, I know you enjoy this. This is something that's important to you. It's part of the... Ho- like, I feel like that's just more heartfelt. I don't know. Than a gift card. Than a gift card, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's the same. I, I think if... Like, let's say Alex bought you a gift card for dinner when you were down at the LVO. What do you think about that? Awesome. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That's cool. But still being involved, like, I know that yes, yeah. important. You want to be down there. Hey, I'm going to make sure you eat like well. my, my point is, if you get somebody that tactical squad and they don't play Space Marines because you just go to GW and buy some random thing versus a can of primer, both of those kind of suck. Like, just something that's important to that person. Mm. You know, and if it's if they're a tournament player and that's what they do, great. If they're you know, they like novels, get them the novel. Like, just try and figure out what they're into. Or don't. Get, or get them socks. Get specific, <laughs> for sure, yeah. when it comes to the, the hobby stuff. Yeah. Either get it from a list or don't get it or get a gift. You know what we need? We need Games Workshop socks. socks. Actually, that'd be sick. They have. They did an article thing a while ago that uh, linked to all their, like, secondary yeah, like, There were no socks in there. There were no socks. You could get, you could get leggings. You could get, like, T-shirts and Christmas sweaters with a Space Marine on Their them. leggings are, like, the ones with, like, the Eldar Codex on them, right? Where, like, the they're, like, crazy armor. They're, high-detail armor. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's ones where it's, like, the leggings are the armor from a corn berserker from the waist down. That's a bit aggressive. 
where is this site? I need to go shopping. <laughs> You're gonna get some leggings. I'm gonna get Kyra some leggings. <laughs> some I don't know corn they, berserker she leggings. She does not need to know that I, they are. I don't, know, I don't know if they have them in children's sizes though. Mm. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's a hot. Harsh <laughs> <laughs> but fair. Um, yeah, although I think the Christmas sweaters actually sold out super fast. I was yeah, checking yeah. out the website for them, and also actually, all of those. No, no, themed clothing. Not a terrible plan. Here's the thing, though. This is my big complaint. When I looked at the sizing charts for those, they did not get big enough for nerds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think there were some of these companies as well are like British companies, not American. Like an American clothing company is a little bit more generous in their proportions, I feel, than a European clothing yeah. company. You yeah, assume like, you're going to walk places. <laughs> <laughs> like some of them stopped at XL. Yeah, yeah that sounds very European. <laughs> Straight up. Tell that to the Norwegians. She's fucking tall. Yeah, fair. They're usually still skinnier. I'm going to generalize grossly here, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly think that clothing's not a terrible plan. But, you know, you're kind of right there, too. You do have to be a bit specific. Like, I probably wouldn't be super stoked if I got a hoodie with... Like a Space Wolf on logo it. on it? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh. Okay, what, what about cool. other generic stuff then, like coffee mugs or something like that? Oh, yeah, totally. But again, you gotta know what they're into. Like, my Imperial Fist Space uh, mug board that yeah. I have. Yeah. Because I, uh, I have an Imperial Fist Army. Probably. I really like. Things of that nature would be things of that pretty, nature, good. Yeah. pretty good. It's a good mug. Yeah, like random... Do you know why I like the Imperial Fist? Yeah, word. No. You don't like them. You did it out of spite. Yep. <laughs> you can't see it, but Ward's lips are pressed tight together and just a straight line right across his face right I now. Even, I even went so far as to join the Imperial Fist like, fan group on Facebook. The last wall. <laughs> nice. I, I'm not part of that group. I muted that group immediately because I did not care. Well, you probably can't get into that group unless you have the army. Oh, probably. That makes that makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah, I, honestly, like it's a kind of a weird time because... <sighs> There's really not a great universal gift for anybody. For a nerd. No. For a nerd. Yeah. Outside of maybe paint handles, but those are ten dollars. Yeah, you'd have to buy a few. Those are stocking stuff. Those are probably the best stocking stuffer you could get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My hot take is don't buy nerd stuff for Christmas. Yeah. They're gonna go buy it themselves. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to move on. Okay, I feel like a total uh, Grinch right now. Like really. Just kind of like, don't get anything for Christmas. It's too consumerist. Just fuck Christmas. Fuck, fuck the material. man. Yeah. Fuck materialism. Yeah. Yeah, no, but in all honesty, <laughs> totally. let's segue into something I think we're all a little more excited about. Huh. Blackstone Fortress. Oh, yeah, totally. So, Oh, yeah, I bought that. Uh, <laughs> that okay. buying it doesn't count as hobby. But it, for like, shut up and take my money, I bought it. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if I was going to, and then okay. it was on sale, so I bought it. Nice. That was a crazy deal, too. Yeah, right? 40% off? Yeah. It's still weird. on. They just don't have any in stock. Yeah. But they're still ordering in new product. Yes, they yeah, are. I don't understand. I I think, don't it's like a clearance sale, but they're not stopping to clear, like, actual... I not think they're just trying to get the customer base in so that they can keep... But they're trying to get... But they're phasing out tabletop in yeah, favor of, like, do. actual board games for the most part. It's I confusing. I don't know. But I got 40% off Blackstone, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all the matters. It's like a hundred bucks for Blackstone. Yeah, hundred and eight bucks instead of hundred and eighty. I'll take that. So I've played two games now. Yep. Um, and I quite enjoy the Warhammer Quest format, and I think they've subtly but nicely improved it, especially the leveling up mechanic. 
um, to make it feel a little bit more RPG than the uh, inspiration and stuff like that. Not not just that, the fact that you can go back to Precipice and have a bit more of a narrative around that. Like where are you? Like what's going on within the Blackstone Fortress? Not just you're raiding a dungeon in a town in the Warhammer world. Like there there is some backstory to it, but I really feel like. They went all out on the RPG component of this, and I'm enjoying that quite a bit more than expected. Yeah, and the mechanics are super easy to pick up. Um, it's you know what I will say: the rules are not written particularly clearly. They're no. very complex. If you're used to like, um, what would be a good example? Like Ticket to Ride kind of stuff, where the rules are straightforward for a board game, but still relatively complex. It's interesting because a lot of the... I've read some articles from board game people that were reviewing it, and they actually said the rules were very clear and understandable. I found it difficult to try and find everything because everything is just written in paragraphs. It's there's not... No, it's not... The, the flow doesn't go with it. Just like There's the no flow. That's the thing. Everything is, is... You can locate it all, but yeah. it's not where you think it should be. There's no rules summary either. Like, these are the things you do. Like, there's just like here's the three steps and then each step of the phase is or of the turn is like multiple pages yeah so i, I want to jump into one of the things that i thought made this game so much cooler than silver tower which i really loved robots yeah. well okay obviously the fucking robots because that thing was really cool spindle drones but no Never. fuck spindle drones spindle drones are good but the thing that i found really interesting was the event deck yep because in silver tower you kind of like did a room cleared it, and then you would draw, like, you'd basically randomize where next you're going and you choose your adventure path. Yeah, and rolling doubles on the fate dice would potentially spawn other random shit. Yeah. Whereas with this, some of the events aren't actually anything to do with combat. It's like, just like Tom and Ward kill each other. sorry, yeah. Tom and Ward kill each other challenge. Yeah, so you can go through those. Look at you, Ward. Fuck you, Ward. But, like, so no, you, you go through some interesting stuff that I felt... Really sped everything along. How, so how many games have you guys played? Just the one. Just the one? Just one, yeah. Okay, so some of the challenges get absurd. And I'm not sure if you will like these or not, but one of them was um, you find a bomb in the room. You have to defuse it. The way you defuse the bomb, you pick one. The leader nominates one player. Oh, no. And the player has to roll the uh, destiny dice. Mm-hmm. And they have to start with a one, put it on the bottom, and then stack a two, three, four, and five. But you can re-roll the dice as many times as you want, but you can only pick the dice with the face that you roll. So basically, if you roll and you roll one, two, three, four, five, you can just immediately stack them and you have 20 seconds to do it. So if you roll a one in the first one and then three threes, you have to re-roll the three threes. That sounds exciting, though, because that kind of is similar to... Some people will like that. Some people will be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. It, it, yes. That's the thing. Everyone's going to... The response is, this is fucking ridiculous. I loved it's it. It's whether or not... Of course you love it. I it's, loved it. Because it's I taking think that's you... so cool. It's taking you out of that standard, like, okay, I'm going to move through this room. I'm going to roll my D whatever. I'm going to kill these fuckers. Like, it takes you out of that and puts you into, like, a fun little mini game. Yeah, totally. Totally, and all the challenges were... Some of them were interesting, too. Like One of the challenges was just you need to leap over a chasm as you're leaving the Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. Uh, you There's no reward for it whatsoever. You just have to do it. If you fail, you either lose one of your archi- like one of your archaeotech pieces, so yeah. some sort of item that you're carrying that's an upgrade or whatever. You have to discard that. If you can't discard that or you don't want to, roll the d20 on a one, your character's dead. Game over. Done. Get a new character. <laughs> That's just a challenge. No benefit. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's pretty heavy. You cannot be revived. You're done. Oh, 
It's not like they can bring you back on the ship later. No, no, no. Because no. you fell down a hole. That Kills is a awesome. character. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty heavy. You're just like, oh, okay. I feel like that's the kind of cool. thing that I would definitely pick up that D20 and just see what happens. Yeah. Well, but the neat thing about it is the game is built with the notion that you're going to die at some point. Whereas with Silver Tower, you definitely had this, my character better not die. Yeah. Whereas in this, because the inspiring happens not as like you just keep kind of getting better and better and better the more you play. Yeah. Like you inspire when you do certain stuff in the game. And you when can, you complete your secret objective, or you get three of these tokens that you can then spend, but the tokens you can also use to do other things. Get rerolls too. and shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, it's interesting, for sure. And um, just the fact that because it's set up with the eight uh, player characters, yeah. where if you die, you just get another one when you go back to the ship. Yeah. Because that character's dead. Like, it actually seems like it has a really nice sleep. Well, when you go back to the ship, you're not necessarily dead. You actually... Like, you can revive, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You but have it's... to make an out-of-action roll. Yeah. Yeah. So you may die when you get back to the ship, or you may be revived, or whatever, but yeah. But even if you do die, it's actually not the end of the world. Like, it sucks, because you might have gone attached to your crew, because he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, again, fuck Ward. I really hoped you died after that. I was really cheering for you to die. <laughs> oh, I know you were. <laughs> um, maybe yeah. one of you should have backed down. Just saying. Tom Petty rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the second the second game that I played, I was like, "Okay, hey, guys, since we have to draw from the uh, the event deck, which is what I think you were talking about, yes, um, which is basically your timer. Like you draw the event deck, and you because you start out the game only playing against uh, Trader Guard, Spindle Drones, Negavolt Cultists, and you sure Spindle Drones? Yeah, and Urgles. Yeah. Yeah, those are the four. We never drew a spindle drum. Oh, okay. We just drew the cultists and the ergols. Yeah, we Lots never. Because we only actually played four rounds, and then we were like, we need to get out of here because everybody's dead. Because <laughs> you guys. Well, thank you, Ward. Started, dead. <laughs> yeah, started the game dead. Um, I was just for anybody listening. What? Immediately, they had a challenge where the player that drew the particular challenge card has to nominate another player. And they take turns. No, the two characters were pulled. It was random. Oh, it was random. That's right. And then you have to inflict damage on each other and the first one to back down did, receives no benefit the other one that didn't back down gets a a, a relic a relic, a relic. Yeah, that's a single what, that's architect card gets to look through the architect deck or whatever right um, but the way it starts is that the player who was drawn first has a choice yeah they can immediately back down they can immediately back down or they can attack yeah. <laughs> and so we had Tom and Ward dead right off the beginning I wasn't dead I was nearly dead Ward was dead and then revived. No, no, he I, just he I was just sitting three on like points, three points of damage. Who decided no, you to back down? Four, no, you had four points of damage on at you. the end. Who? Did, one of you had to have backed down because it either ends with you dead or he, or one of back. I down. think we just misunderstood how you die, so we stopped before one of them actually finished each other off because they both had four wounds. Yeah, I think two of Tom's were grievous wounds. Yes. Yeah. So like they were severely fucked up on the verge of death before we had done. A single goddamn thing. <laughs> Perfect. And then, then you and I still went on to clear that room of, of bad guys. Yep, I was also on my last legs as a robot <laughs> where I had taken all three wounds, and instead of stealing any dice to heal, I just kept using them to shoot my minigun. <laughs> Which is so correct. Just never healing, just holding down the trigger. Never actually died, thank God. Yeah. God, that was fun. Anyways, <laughs> it's fun. And when you when you actually play through all the encounters and all the challenges, like all the combats and challenges from the encounter deck... Uh, and then you go back, you have so much more currency, you have so much more stuff you can do when you get back to Precipice, mm-hmm. and, like going to the ships to buy stuff. I, l- I like that aspect too, where like 
every player that you use brings their ship to Prespice, yeah. and you can go shopping. And on they have different too. abilities and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really really cool that little like mini game side of things. Um, anyways, I plan on playing it at least once a month while I'm still you know excited about the game because I have not opened up the. Uh, I have not special opened card. up yeah the special like uh, I don't even know what they call it the uh, like secret mission or secret yeah they're, they, so they include like a sealed envelope which is like the end game when oh, you yeah, beat the one the when game. you beat the final vault yeah yeah when you beat the final vault you get to open up that card so I haven't done that I'm actually trying not to read what it is or open yeah. it up ahead of time I've, I've managed to avoid the spoilers so far yeah, yeah. so I don't know what it is um, but you have to go through and beat two strongholds before you can do the final vault God, I thought four. it was four four strong you have to do all of them yeah. Like you have to do all the strongholds and beat the final vault with uh, Chaos Lord Man. Yeah, which is going to be... be tough. He looks like a pussycat. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you need, to do, you need to do the strongholds beforehand because the, the relics that you get from the strongholds, I did look at those, and they are nuts. Like, double of the uh, 10-sided dice or 20-sided dice. That's just your damage for one of like the ray guns that you can get. So it's just like, at range 4+, plus, you're just doing two... Of the giant dice. Hmm. Like, it's crazy. Sided. The 12 sided? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, anyway, so you need to do all the strongholds before you can even get close to dealing with Obsidian Maleks. Which is nice. Obsidian Maleks. Like, it, it makes it really interesting. It, it looks harder than Shadespire. Yeah, I mean, we never played enough Shadespire. Or than Silver Tiring? Silver Tiring. Silver Tiring, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. We never played enough no, Silver No, no, people didn't have time. Well, let's do it this time. It's like, no, can't do it this time. And then, yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah, that's the one thing that's kind of tough about it, is it actually does take a while to play those games. Yeah. Like, this this is sure. a similar, I think, time commitment to beat one of these campaigns as, like, starting Dang. a D&D group. Mm-hmm. Because, best case scenario, you're probably going to take, a, well, it's got to be at least, what, like a dozen missions before. The like event minimum? deck has 20 cards, so that's 20 going back and forth before you're just done. Yeah, so like you're probably looking at that 12 to 20 sessions. And you can't, that's you can't not a small thing. Away it either, isn't there? Only so many attempts you're allowed to make to yes, make it if to you, the end. Every time you play yeah. a session, you burn a card from the legacy deck and that adds new adversaries and shit to your not game. play a session every time you do an expedition to, yes. the, expedition, to, the, yeah. to the Blackstone Fortress. So, so you can go back and forth between the Blackstone Fortress and Precipice a ton of times. That's totally fine. But that fucks you over. Yeah, because you're just burning time quicker. And when you run out of cards in the legacy deck, the campaign's over. Yeah, you, you lose. Um, and the thing about the legacy deck, too, is if you're going back and forth between Precipice... You're making quickly, it harder. <laughs> you're making it harder because all the you start with only those, those um, four the easiest bad guy types but uh, one of the things we also didn't notice in the legacy deck so not only are there new characters in there new enemy characters so that's where like the Chaos Space Marines show up or Obsidious Maleks or Beastmen or whatever but there's also upgrade cards for them so like the spindle drones you can draw like oh they start at level 2 now so spindle drones have a threat level that they uh, act at so you can just draw the card where you're like oh all the spindle drones are much scarier cool great so Excellent. I, I think what I would really love to do, which, you know, being older now might not be as pragmatic, but I would love to find a time to just, like, take a weekend as a group and just play like, this. Like the equivalent of, like, a LAN party? Like, yeah. <laughs> just, like, smash through it? Yeah, like, Friday night we start playing, and Sunday night we go out of the basement, like, bleary-eyed, just... So much Cheeto Mountain dust. Yeah, can, yeah. We have, yeah, can we have a sleepover while Alex make his breakfast in the morning? Potentially. We could maybe do something like this. <laughs> but I don't know. think she'd make us breakfast. She'd probably be like, this is fucking absurd. No, but, <laughs> you, guys need to get you know, but McDonald's is on Uber Eats, so yeah, I don't see yes, the problem. Yeah, exactly. 
That's true. Like, with Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats now, like, I think these all weekend this, this nerd fests <laughs> actually are so are much more viable. Man, I wish this was around when I was, like, a kid in my basement. And Do just, you, though? <laughs> Uber Eats, I don't You wouldn't go leave. inside. Never. Yeah. yeah. We would all be super pale. Yeah, yeah I'm glad I was outside. We would all be child. slightly more pale than we already are. Yeah, we're, we live in Edmonton, let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> We need, but no, sun in weeks. I think that would be a really fun way to approach it, like, see how far you can get in, like, 36 hours. That'd be awesome. Or 48 hours or something. That'd be super fun. That'd be all Just, like, power through, get, like, like a mini keg or something. Yeah, well, that would make <laughs> the decision-making rather poor. Yeah. Yeah. So? so? I feel like you're not... You actually have to try at this game. <laughs> so? Okay. Okay, I'm backing off. <laughs> it's either mini keg or I'm bringing it to six. Like... Yeah, I'm just saying. For a whole weekend? Two two sixes? <laughs> <laughs> that whole back down minigame? Mm, not going well after the first two six. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, but at the same time, too, I feel like we could we could start it over and, you know, you take... I, I think probably well, Ward wouldn't attack me we're all, again. We're all healed now. We're all good to go back in now. Yes. Yeah, I've got my, like, Inferno Bolts or whatever. I'm not starting that campaign over. I've got my card yeah. that... Uh, because but, of, because of that what? challenge, I've got my card that inspires me now. From so now that on. that yeah. was a good reason for him to not back down. Because once you have that card, you're inspired every time, right? Every time that we go in now, yeah. I'm inspired. Yeah. I wish they had an app for managing it. That's the one thing. Is After playing a second round, it was like... They did one for Silver Tower. They did one for Silver Tower. I, I would not be surprised. Of time. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Maybe they just didn't have the timing down to release at the same time. I would love to have like this is the group. This is the game that I'm playing with this group of friends. This is the game that I'm playing with this group of friends. These are the characters in each one. Because having those little Ziploc bags to contain all the cards and the shit cool. for your characters is but neat. You can't do. But you can't play two games simultaneously. No. Yeah, which I'm trying to do, but I just took pictures of everything else in the other game, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Yep. Either way. Yeah. Uh, we should do a rating. I'm going to give it a five out of five. I really enjoyed it. And I like Silver Tower. I think I gave it probably quite a high rating. And this is Silver Tower, more refined and in 40K. So checks every box harder than Silver Tower. <laughs> well, um, I got to give it four and a half pucks. Okay, yeah, sure. It's still, it's still a good rating. I'm fine with that. You know what? No. Four pucks. Okay. One reason. Huh. There's one reason I'm not giving it five bucks. Because you have to paint Space Marines. There's no work in it. Exactly. Okay, that's a dumb reason. <laughs> Your point has been removed from the conversation. Moving. No, on. no, but hold on. Just give me one second. Could you imagine these game mechanics on Armageddon as orcs? No, because there wouldn't be any cooperation, so I don't understand how this would work. <laughs> it would be so fun. Like, if one guy's like a commando and one guy's a mech and the other guy's... And an orc team working very closely together to defeat some sort of thing? For going for a good crumpin'. Okay, just I'll let this sit with you, Dan. No, it's don't, no sit. I think it's brilliant. I think we did this last time with Silver Tower. Maybe it was something else, but I think Tom was belligerent and refused to give it a perfect score. So I gave it a six to compensate for his lack of a full score. So okay. I'm going to do it again. Perfect tradition. Well, Wardo. I'm going to go actually 4.5 as well. Um, I would. All these games have said that they're going to introduce more and more stuff like later on down the road, and I'd like to see that actually be the case. Well, well Silver Tower, they added rules for Damn all it. kinds of shit in White Dwarf. Like, 
They added the exotic adversaries. They added more heroes I'm from not, all the other factions. Not the white dwarfs, but basically just like little box expansions. Maybe like a, like like a, a full on expansion. Couple set. extra heroes, new cards, new ships for those heroes, that sort of thing. So just kind of change up the game. Like they did have the cards geez. for silver. Time. No, but I see what That's you mean. Like though. look at it like you would a lot of the board games nowadays that are kind of in this um, like miniature board game style. You have your core game, and then you get these like. Anywhere from twenty to fifty dollar box expansions that'll have <clears throat> either new villains or new heroes, maybe a few extra cards. Yeah, and like maybe instead that of putting, would be really cool. Maybe instead of putting it up for pre order, they could just full on kickstart it. Oh go, God. go full oh, on, full, oh. full on board game. Please don't. Yeah. So. Don't, don't. If Games Workshop <laughs> ever kickstarted something, I would be so angry. Well, they would. They wouldn't. I can't imagine that they would. They have enough money and funds to not need to do that. But I, but I think expansions like in that vein that you that you mentioned, right? So that's that's what I was meaning, like a, a couple extras, and then you get everything all at once rather than buy like a white dwarf and you get well here's like three extra cards that you get for. Uh, Could you imagine if there was like a new stronghold expansion mm-hmm. or like just so many cool things they could do with so this format? So it, it's forty k. So I would not. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Do that they probably will, but we'll see what it is. Or like yeah. an orc expansion, where there's a bunch of random orcs from one clan, like as villains, and then you have like a, f- a freebooter mm-hmm. as a hero. Okay, my turn. Is I'm yes, gonna get it. Is it my turn? Or are you yes, you're taking my turn away. Okay. No, I'm not taking your turn away. <laughs> I would never do that to you. <laughs> I'm gonna give it 4.5, but for a silly reason, the extras you got if you pre-ordered it were a lot shittier. Than they were for what even were they this time around? A poker chip, a bag, and a poster. Yeah, a po- poker chip to determine who is the leader. Where's the other one? You oh, got the laser card, really? cards oh, of the hologram of the, of the, hologram yeah. of the heroes yeah. and everything, right? I, yeah, it's a yeah. poker chip, a bag, and a poster. Ooh. Yeah, it doesn't sound very cool. That's Ooh. was the bag nylon instead of cannabis. no. It's exactly the same <laughs> as the bags for the characters, except for. Instead of that design, it had a picture of the front of the black stone box is what it had. Oh, uh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I was just making fun of Fallout 76 and their class action lawsuit for having a, a nylon duffel bag in the collector's edition instead of a canvas bag as advertised. And they're being, like, sued into the ground. Really? Because gamers are... They're not worried about the fact that it's a pretty disappointing game. And that fucking bag. And you, bought, and you bought the Power Armor edition for the wearable helmet. People are losing their shit over the canvas bag that is nylon. It's like the least important thing in that set. <laughs> nice, I like that. And the fact that Bethesda was, at the time at least, uh, refused... Kind of two things. They were refusing refunds, but also hilariously, everyone who submitted a ticket was gaining like employee access to their customer service report system so they could access other people's tickets and customer information and credit card numbers and shit. Okay. So that was, that was hysterical. Good times. <laughs> wow. Anyways, good old Bethesda. It's a feature. Yeah, no, totally. It's not a bug. Um, I'm not surprised by them having a few bugs in their help portal. That's like no way shocking. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, sounds like we're all pretty. Yeah, it was, it's that. a great game, and I'm looking forward to playing it more. Yep. Cool. Moving yeah, on. I've got some other groups of friends too that, like, now that they know I bought a set, they're like, "We want to come over and play." And I'm like, "Do you really expect me?" To build and paint those models anytime in the next year. Oh, uh, just don't even just snap them together. They're all push fit. But a lot of them want to do is it's Dan. You can't. It's Dan. It's I'll Dan. find a way. Just, you just understand. They're push fit. It's it literally can't. Steve, just let it go. You just chop off the pegs sh- and then glue them. Let it go. Let it go. 
but they're like no, 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 shh, I'm just saying shh, 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 they're like the GW side of things where Ward tell no. us about your shitty tape <laughs> hey be nice <laughs> it is shitty tape it, but that's not its purpose it, the purpose is to be shitty sure but it's not tape no. Don't use this as tape. No, it's uh, so we're gonna talk about a product called Frisket, and you can find it uh, either under the title Frisket Film or Frisket uh, Roll. You can also Here, find you can it. Hear it. You can also find it in mainframe. In in mainframe, yes, it is the dog in mainframe. Woof woof. Uh, in reboot. In sorry. The city mainframe. City of mainframe. Wow. <laughs> so what it is is it's a, it's a paper that you can get either in sheets, like I said, or a roll of it, and it is a, a slightly tacky uh, paper. Um, they use it a lot in like some automotive uh, applications for like airbrushing and such. And uh, Death Ray Designs actually released a video of them using it uh, just like last week. Um, so it brought back uh, the reminder of me to actually take a look and see if I can find some of this stuff. Um, so it's clear uh, when you roll it out on uh, to a piece that you've already airbrushed. And the nice thing with this, with the low tack, is you can cut around the piece that you've already airbrushed and keep that color hidden underneath and airbrush uh, a secondary or even multiple layers uh, by using different, more and more layers of this frisket. So, I mean, it's going to be super handy uh, because it is transparent. You can actually see where you're cutting and you know exactly where it's going to be covering. So it's, instead of using liquid mask, uh, this would be, I think, another alternative to like bigger sections. But only on flat surfaces. Yeah, I mean, you get away with a curve on like a, a slight LR curve, tank. but yeah. if it had any kind of texture to it, I think it would. Then you run into a problem. Like, yeah, you don't want to use it for like a space marine shoulder pad yeah. at all. You still mm-hmm. want to use uh, absolutely. The, excuse me, the liquid mask and everything like that. Uh, or to me, a tape. But if you're, losing, you're, you're doing a rhino or a land raider, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally. ideal. I was going to say, though, um, if you, it, so a lot of these plastic films uh, react really well with heat. Like, do you know like if, how this would handle with like a uh, hairdryer? Like, could you actually form it? Two that I haven't even tried yet. So, but again, I'd still think your liquid mask would be better. Probably in that I, regard. So. I don't disagree, but I'm wondering if you couldn't like for for a lot of the times like painting liquid mask onto shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. If you could have something like shrank around a shoulder pad and then just quickly cut it out, that would be really cool. Yeah, and I think the thing that would be really neat about this is because it is clear. You could put it over top of a surface that was like recessed with some kind of a border. Just put it over top of the whole thing, cut in like around the inside trim of the border, yeah. and then just kind of push the tape into that section, mm-hmm. um, which would actually be a really nice application. I'm thinking of larger chaos vehicles with all their trim. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It'd be great for doing that, like the stupid bird thing. The Heldrake. Sure. The Heldrake, yeah. Yeah. No, the Heldrake. People still take those? <laughs> yeah. That was the thing? They're okay. So I I think one of the applications that I I most use this for is terrain, uh, especially some of the new 40k terrain where they well, like MDF buildings and stuff. MDF as well. you can do MDF buildings. Oh, MDF so. buildings this would be really good actually because yeah. they are flat for the most part. Yeah, so I'm thinking like if you airbrush the window frames and then do like little frisket on the window frames and then you can spray the whole building itself uh, for highlights and peel it back and still have your like windows highlighted and that other color and such. Yeah, um, that's super handy. Or again, um, some of the uh, Chinatown buildings from oh, from Knights of Dice. From Knights of Dice, you can uh, airbrush totally. airbrush your dragon, put this over top of the dragon, and then 
than airbrush. Anything uh, that's got a building like defined that. edge that you can follow with a with a hobby knife. Mm-hmm. I th- I think the biggest thing with the MDF though is you maybe have to go around the edges um, of the piece that you uh, cut the frisket out because again the overspray and such uh, would still be in effect. But again, that you can do that for contrast too, and you'd still have like a nice looking sharp edge building that sort of thing. So yeah, I think yeah. It, I think it's one of those like if anybody that. If you have not seen this, because it's the first time that I've seen it, it reminds me a lot of, like, uh, packing tape that's just way less sticky. It's got the yeah. same sort of um, see-through it's a little, of things. It's a little, it's a little more firmer yep. as well compared to, like, it's not... Um, yeah, it's it not as limp as packing tape. That's, that. thank you. That's a good... It's thicker. <laughs> I would go with it's just straight up thicker. A good way to go. Um, but, yeah, th- this, to me, seems like it would be very niche... Uh, in terms of its usage, right? Like, I don't, I don't think this is going to be something you're using commonly. No, well, a lot of these stencil products aren't. Like, they are yeah. again for doing whether it's stencil products or doing uh, like camouflage or whatever. They're not necessarily something you're using on every project, but when you find the right project for them, like they are a godsend. Yeah, I like. To, I'd like to almost try this over because to me, a tape I've never had a problem with, like mm-hmm. doing just masking tape over things and cutting out the edges. Yep. But that being said, I've never really thought like I wish I could really see through this I actually have because I've um, I've wanted to do in the past um, some like similar to um, World War II invasion markings like where, where it's like a row of five stripes yeah. side by side kind of a thing and sometimes when you're masking those off it can be really hard to make sure that your spacing is correct and everything's perfectly aligned and that you're not going to end up like with either missing a stripe or covering something you didn't mean to. Sure, yeah. And having the transparency in some of those scenarios where you're doing multi-layered, um, like ninety-degree angles and stuff side by side, it I think that could be pretty handy for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of where I would use this in my for my hobby, and I honestly don't think I have a model that this would really work for. So I think one of the things that I think would be really fun for it is let's say a rhino. Yeah. And let, let's say you want your doors on your rhino to be a different color. You take a large section of this, cover the side of the rhino, cut out the door, pull it off. Yeah, but those Ob- doors are separate pieces. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, why would you have that? Like, sure. Like, if it's already assembled or whatever. Like, yeah. maybe you're doing a reclamation project on an old mini or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, so, or how about how about the actual like, engine stacks on a rhino? A big book for me. I, I view this as a product that'll be really cool for covering a larger area. And yeah. cutting out what you're wanting to spray more as so kind of like inverse to what you would do with a lot of other masks. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the uh, one of the things you could use it for is if you're doing a large a larger flat surface and say you want a, a specific design, because there's paper on one side, you can draw whatever you want and then cut it out oh, and then use yeah. that as a, a mask template to put down and lay uh, down. Interesting. That's a good point. I mean, other than that, the curves and everything, it's going to mess up a lot of other... Yeah, but with any things. tapes, you're typically yeah. using yeah, it on a flatter surface anyways, yeah. so... It's an interesting point, though, from, like, the idea of being able to create your own stencils. It's something I would yeah. never do, because I'm not particularly good with my freehand. Yes, but, I mean, For even, you, I even, even if it, you, you want to do even, something even where you... trace. Yeah, yeah you can... Well, if you put a graphic, a graphic online, yeah. print it off on printer paper, put it over top, and, and just, just use an X-Acto and cut. Yeah, sure, fair enough. Yeah, like uh, you might so even be able to print on that back. Big, if, big, uh, if, yeah. Depending on what it is, right? So, like, if you got like a big symbol for like a rhino door on the top for like yeah. the ultramarine symbol, because you're like, I. You'll have to have, have a steady hand with a knife. Yeah, but other, <laughs> I mean, other, other than, than that, that, 
Yeah, you're good, right? And then you just spray. So that's my put down your here. stencil, and then actually spray the color of the tank that's going to be, and then you peel that off, and your that's a good point. Symbols the, the like you color. won't be able to get terribly intricate. I don't think. No, but you can get the good. But you can outline. get a good outline of it, which is which is a lot of time. A lot of the battle with the freehand is like getting the perfect circle. And, if, you, totally and if you're airbrushing, you got the shading already for that that symbol itself. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you just go in and do those little details. Or, you know what, you want a specific letter set? This would be great for making a letter stencil. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah, right? like if you had, if you're going to do something. Because freehanding you... lettering sucks because it's, oh, it's, it has to be perfect. It's almost, it's I'd, impossible to do almost. I don't know if I would have the dexterity to st- like cut with an X-Acto knife perfect letters either. Yeah. I don't know if that would be easier or more difficult. Depends on the size. Or the font. Yeah. yeah. And whether or not this shit could go through a printer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you had something to trace, it wouldn't be so bad. But how big are the has, sheets? It has the backing on it, so like yeah. it looks like you could print on that backing. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm with saying. an ink, inkjet, maybe. Yeah. So again, it's normal. Normal. Uh, are they eight, eight, and a half eight, by eight eleven? Eight and a half by eleven. Yeah. Eight, uh, nine. Nine by twelve. Oh fuck them. Nine by twelve. <laughs> but a lot of printers, so, you can change the. Yeah. yeah. I know, but that's still a little bit frustrating. So. It'd be interesting uh, to see. Cause, so let's see sheets. the backing, because I like that idea that you have, Mike, of putting it through a printer. Yeah. Well, I know. You can oh, you know, it's not plastic. It might go through. Yeah. Interesting the the idea. back is paper of some sort. But then again, you just trim it up yeah. to normal size, size. anyway. And yeah, it wouldn't take it off. So. With the square that we now all own. Yes. You should. You should have <laughs> had that, for God's sakes. You had them. Oh, of course I do. It's Dan that didn't have one. I got one now. It's fine. <laughs> and I mean, like this this stuff I pick, I picked up at like a, just a like local art store. I believe Michaels also has it. I couldn't find it, and I couldn't yeah. find anybody at Michaels to help me yeah, find it. Yeah, the staff there don't, don't don't help don't, much. No, no, they don't. <laughs> no, so I mean, like a roll, and I mean, I th- I think it's a good amount. I'm never going to use that much ever in my life. On on a on a roll, Mike's gonna Mike's gonna tell you exactly how much how many six to nine feet. Six to nine feet. There we go. That's. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm never going to use six to nine feet of that stuff ever. Uh, that was that was twenty bucks, and but then, that's for automotive, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and automotive, then, you're going to use that multiple times. But yes. the actual like uh, airbrushing like pages, like the six sheets of the nine by twelve, um, that was seventeen bucks. Well, that's so. what I mean. Like compared to a lot of other masking tools, it's actually pretty inexpensive because a tiny little roll of like two millimeter Tamiya tape can be like Eight ten bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you get. Like approximately zero square feet of coverage with that. Yeah. So it's a little bit wasteful, but that's why I feel like for those larger masks where you're kind of targeting an interior area and using it to cover off overspray on a larger surface could be really cool. I mean, the thing that I've been doing with my my masking for the last little while for any sort of miniature work is liquid mask from that uh, model maker stuff, mold maker, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the, the stuff that smells like pee. Yep. Um, it sure does. <laughs> use that. Uh, then with the tape... A distance away from that, uh, which you know, this kind of maybe there is something to be said about cutting. If this was tape, mm-hmm. that could be really interesting to me because then you could actually see where you're laying it down. Because I use the uh, the liquid mask to basically get a sharper edge because I always have bleed through on my tape. Like I always have just a little bit because you can't get the tape to form to a perfect surface. So if you put a little bit of model uh, mold maker in front of that up to the edge where you're trying to you know, mask off, you don't get any of that bleed through. Well, sometimes it can also be recommended to use like a super fine dusting of varnish. Yeah. Um, before you do, first. before you do the airbrush layer and that kind of helps seal the edge as well a little bit. Yeah, you can do that. But I mean, then when you peel it off, you have that, those issues. That, anyways, point is I like, uh, I like to use the look and mask ahead of time. So this might actually be useful for, yeah, I, like I said, I've never really felt like 
holy crap, I really need um, for this tape to be see-through, but like... It helps. I, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like you could use and be like, what was I doing before this? My life is so much better. <laughs> when, when we all got introduced to Accelerant, same thing, right? Yeah. Just like, I, I was glue models without this before? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so the first, fun, fun story, the first time I used Accelerant, I was using it with plastic cement, and I'm like, this stuff sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Tom. doesn't help at all. Oh, Tom. I was a lot younger. <laughs> oh, Tom. And so... And just funny. a quick thing on talking on masking, Maple Airbrush, is it called? I think it's called that. Yep. Maple Airbrush Supply. has three mil and two mil a first masking tape. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Yep. Which is really big for Adeptus Titanicus, right, Ward? Well, it's actually really small. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's really big for Adeptus Titanicus. Yeah, that's true. Two mil and Adeptus Titanicus. That's true. And given that it's, what, like one two eighty fifth scale or something, that would actually yeah. be fairly large stripes. Be meters. Yeah. So... Mike was, in fact, accurate as shit. <laughs> Eat that, buddy. Cool. Yeah. So, Ward, have you used this stuff yet? Uh, like, outside of your classes? I use, No, I use it in the classes. I haven't applied it to the miniatures painting, uh, but I do plan on using it uh, mainly with the MDF buildings and such. Cool. Um, I think that is where it'll shine. And with my square, I can cut off exactly Fuck. what... Gotta love those squares. ...what I need and get yeah. sharp edges... Uh, See, Dad, you're the only airbrushing. one. I have a square. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't. Bought a combination square and one of the big ones. <laughs> Good. I got both. Well, we're we're in we're in business now. I'm very we square. To get Tom to get a square. Honestly, with everything I'm working on right now, perfect right angles is the wrong answer. You could probably put it on your Christmas list. Great <gasps> Christmas present. Whoa. No, no, but seriously, <laughs> let's get him a square. <laughs> the one that I bought, Tom, it's blue. It's the right so color. It's lucky. it's lucky. No, no. The, on it, I will get one eventually, but right now, because I'm working on a lot of work projects, I don't want perfect square. But for your house? For my apartment that yeah. the landlords fix shit in? Yeah, but you, what if you need to hang a painting and make it... Then I use a level? Square, but a combination know. square has a level in it. You yes, can do yeah. both. It does. And you make sure you're... Your frame is square with itself. That you, anyway, I'm stretching. <laughs> I'm stretching, I guess. That is a reach. Uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> this is this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it has been fun. It, yeah, it's been good. Um, hopefully, you guys have a great holiday season. Um, or are we done now? Yeah, that's, I think so. I'm not paying any attention to sports on my phone. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It's all good. The Oilers are winning, and that makes me happy. I can't. I can't mock you for it. Um, yeah. So basically, if you guys uh, try this out and you have any success stories about it. Uh, feel free to post on Instagram and tag us, or the Twitter. Or post on Instagram and don't tag us. That's fine too. Yeah, yeah, it's fine too. Um, or like message on our Facebook page and let us see how it works for you. Because obviously, it's just five of us, and if Ward brought it forward, we're probably unless one of us take it from him, it's not going to get used for a while. <laughs> Again, I have no models that I can think of that I would use this on. Terrain, yes. Terrain, terrain is probably the best application for it. I have nothing else. Yeah. Basing. Because they that was the example that they used. Oh, basing for Blackstone Fortress style tiles. Oh, that would be actually be pretty good. Yeah. Bam! Take that, motherfucker. Really also, you put that down on a base and you just draw a hat. Or a, I just freehanded that, though. That was pretty <laughs> easy. Yeah. So I've got one more hot take before we end this. Um, so we were talking about how clothing would be some of the best Christmas gifts. Yeah, I was just having this same thought. I think I see where you're going with this. Um, Go ahead and give them the wrong web address. 
And honestly, <laughs> one of the concerns with a lot of the, the Games Workshop stuff coming to the UK is that this, it's got limited sizes. But I know of a place you can get great hobby-related shirts and other household accessories. Where could it be? Tell us, Tom. <laughs> Hobbynight.ca. In the top corner, there's a shopping cart. Um, That's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right, guys. Uh, no, but it's so basically uh, all kinds of random kind of pseudo-nerdy household stuff that would be great Christmas presents for... You know, the funny thing is is that we're saying this, like we're talking to people who are buying shit for nerd people and not for the nerds who are listening to this right now. Yes. Um, But go check it out. Give it a whirl. If not for Christmas, maybe for like... Ukrainian Christmas, if, if we don't get this episode you know, out of time. It could be nerds buying for nerds, too. Don't don't forget that. Yes. There you go. Intra-community <laughs> commerce. Yeah. <laughs> That's my best phrase I could come up with. I'd yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but check it out. There's tons of cool designs. Anything ranging from bath mats to cell phone covers to t-shirts to baby clothing. <laughs> Correct. Small t-shirts. I, was, I thought you were going to say like you could get a baby with our logo on it. That would be amazing. Yeah, if you have a kid and then buy the shirt and put the shirt on hey, the kid, there is, there you have a baby with our logo on it. The baby, well, the the baby do, I thought maybe it was like CRISPR genetic onesies. editing. I was going to say, they do have the twins that were edited in China. That's the big thing right now in the news. It's I wonder how much it would cost to get to one sponsored to have a Hobby birthmark? Night logo on the back. A Hobby Night birthmark logo? Probably billions. Mm, that might be outside our budget. Yeah, it's getting that, we're close. We're close. We just have to sell, like, several billion more shirts. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, have a great holiday season, however you want to celebrate it. Hopefully you get some games in. Hopefully you get some hobby-related things that you don't hate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or they kept the receipt. Or they kept the receipt. Correct. Or you use the Handy Games Workshop. Wish list. Wish list. Okay, on that note. <laughs> on that note, until next time, this has been another episode of Hunting in Canada. I'm Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. I'm Steve. Play some games, paint some models, have some drinks for the holidays, and have a good time. (laughs) 